Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Nate Whitson with Get in the Fight and our podcast that we are using to help inspire and encourage Christian men to become the men that God meant for them to be. And so I'm glad that you're here. I want to talk about what I think might be the missing ingredient for a lot of men, and that is community. So if you are just tuning in and you want to hear the takeaway, here's the takeaway. You need to be in community with other men. That's the answer. The question is, why is that true? Why is that what this whole podcast is about? Why are we talking about that? There are three truths that I want to point out to you today that I think are very commonly known. We just don't really do a good job at at making it happen as men. For whatever reason, we kind of take on a lone ranger approach to life. And, and I think it's partly why we are suffering the way that we are. Now, you may not be suffering, and you may not even recognize that you're suffering in a lot of cases, actually. When I listen to the conversations of men in, in our ministry, I get to hear a lot of those conversations. And just in my life in general, I, I am particularly interested in serving men and being a great friend. And so whether that's from you know being in this ministry in particular or just noticing, paying attention to what's going on, there are some themes that I think are true and they're running through throughout America in particular, but also throughout the world. And that is men are disconnected from one another. They're craving something that's real, like real friendships, real dialogue, real connection. And it's interesting, and we all hear this a lot, but we are the most connected we've ever been in the history of mankind. You know, with the um, advent of the internet and telephones and all of these things, we have a chance at being with people all the time and being in conversations all the time. And yet depression has never been higher. Disconnect has never been greater. And why is that? It's kind of like, again, this isn't like something you've never heard before. I'm not, I'm not like the first person to say this. But I don't think we can have enough people saying this, that we are more connected than ever and more disconnected than ever at the exact same time. And that is just a really interesting phenomenon that's happening. So you have the opportunity as a Christian man to go to church, to see people in the hallway, and guess how that conversation goes every single week. Hey, what's up, Nate? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. How are things at home? Good. How's things at work? Good. Anything crazy I can pray for you? Nope, doing fine. Right? That is the conversation that men have. It's a fly by each other, super fast conversation. It's always very superficial. 
everything's fine, everything's good. But really, like, if we're honest, it's not. We're not good. Everything's not fine. But we don't talk about that either. Like, where do you go to talk about when it's not fine? Where do you go as a man to talk about feelings? God forbid we talk about feelings, right? I had coffee the other day with somebody, and I knew they were hurting. I knew that there was stuff going on. But I didn't know, obviously, the extent of it. This is a guy who's pretty disconnected from other men and other relationships, but also really hungry for them. And so we were just having coffee, being friends, and he just started sharing a little bit that his marriage was really hurting, really struggling, and that they were, a few weeks prior to this, on the verge of being done. This is a guy that, in a family that, from outsider view, looking in, seems to be a really happy family, seems to have things, you know, put together very well as a really high paying job and a nice home. And again, all of the appearances of everything is fine. He's the guy that's going to smile and shake your hand at church and tell you everything's good and everything at home is not good. And I had just said to him, like, dude, who are you doing life with? Do you have anybody that you can chat with about this on a regular basis? And, you know, he said no. So when I come to you today, I could tell probably lots of stories like this. I'll give you another one because stories are really important to know that what we're talking about today is not an appeal for you to join my fight club or get in the fight ministry or any of that. It is to tell you that community is the answer that you're probably missing in your life, whether it's the one that we've created for Christian men or something else. Uh, but I'll give you another story. My my friend, I'll just call him John, was meeting and chatting with John the other day, and things were just kind of all falling apart pretty much like in consecutive order where he just had one of those periods of time where the oldest daughter is at the age where she just kind of doesn't want to hear from mom and dad. She's getting ready to go off to college, kind of thinks that she's a big girl and wants to just cause a lot of chaos and trouble. And that was spiraling into his marriage and his work at the exact same time just wasn't producing enough hours. And so there's financial stress, there's marital stress, there's relational stress with his family. And he was just kind of breaking down and just like, I'm just you know, separating myself from the situation. He even talked about a conversation he had with his wife where he just said, I don't know if we can, you know, carry on like this. And if it doesn't get better, you know, we both know where that's going to lead. And I'm like, dude, you can't talk that way. You cannot say that stuff. Uh, you don't even mention that in those conversations and you need to get that out of your head right now and just start chatting with him. Right. So my point to you is that is the story. Those are the stories, two stories. And again, I could just spend probably the whole time just telling stories of guys that feel like there are people around them all the time, and yet they're very alone. They feel very disconnected, and they are. They're disconnected from a real-life conversation with a real-life friend who they can be real with about how their marriage is suffering, how they're struggling with their teenage daughters and on and on. So I feel like for me, a big, a big piece of my journey has always been that God has surrounded me with just amazing men. 
uh, whether that's football coaches or my dad or men that we grew up with in our church, there was some serious, I think, a legalistic dysfunction in the church I grew up in. Uh, but one thing they did do right was we as young men could say, hey, would you be interested in Bible studying with us? And the the men in the church would say, yeah, let's do it. And they would just make time for us. And so we as young men would uh, Bible study and learn from these older men. That was huge to our development and our uh, walk with God. And I'm grateful for some of those things there. So beyond that, God has just given me incredible friends. In fact, you know, the genesis of Getting the Fight Ministries really in some ways, in a big way, was me thinking, God, I've got amazing friends. Some are in Ukraine, some are in Texas and Pennsylvania, really close friends in Tennessee and in Virginia. And, you know, I just was thinking about all these guys. And, and for many years, I thought it would be so cool if, you know, Rich could get to know Blake, who could get to know Vanya, who could get to know Abe, and then they could get to know Steve. And just, I was just thinking of all of these men locally to me and spread out and just thought it'd be really cool if we could do life together and just encourage each other, inspire each other, you know, lift each other up on a regular basis. And so in a lot of ways, getting the fight ministries was designed to give us a platform where men could gather who have been so instrumental in my life. And I know would be instrumental, you know, in other men's lives too. And so I am a firm believer in community. In fact, I'll, I'll say one more quick thing in the community aspect. I love big church, meaning Sunday mornings. I love the gathering of the church. I think it's super important. I think it's meant to point us back to Jesus, to give us community in this really cool way. But I think there's limitations in Sunday big church. And so I've always been um, a firm believer in life group and, you know, people call them small groups, life groups, community groups, whatever you want to call them. But where the church goes from listening to the pastor's conversations with God that week and what he wants us to hear that he really got the most from and turned into where smaller gatherings of people get together where they have a chance then to share what God is speaking to them about that message or about what God's doing in their life or to have a place to you know potentially build in some accountability and, and dialogue and hear from the everyday people. And so I feel like the life group model is as important or more than the big church model of going on Sundays. And again, that's not discounting Sunday church. I love it, and I think it's critical. But there's something really important about being able to get to a place where you can say, here's my thoughts, or what about this? Or tell me more about how that works. Or just even to hear the variety of how God speaks to different people. So when we sit in our life group every week, and we just hear how God is using that same message and connecting it to their life. It's powerful. It's, it's amazing to listen to. And so when you're missing that, and a lot of men are missing that too, you're missing a key piece of God continuing to speak through his word, through his people, if you are only going to big church on Sunday. Many men are missing the community aspect of life groups and 
connecting in ministries like this one because of this big issue of apathy. We talk about it here all the time. I think it's the number one problem that the Christian world is facing today is that men have become apathetic. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. And what we see as a, maybe like an overarching issue is that we're too busy, we're too distracted, and we're too comfortable. And so as Christians, we have made our schedules so bonkers. Like, just ask anybody, like, tell me about your week. Like, when can we get together? It's going to be a struggle. And they're going to tell you that. Like, man, I would love to, but, and then they're going to tell you their schedule. Well, who created your schedule? (laughs) Well, my kids are involved in all this stuff. Well, who says that your kids, like, are going to be able to do all these things? You know, we have zero margin. We don't give ourselves space for real life things that can actually bring life. And it's not like I'm against any of these things. I was an athlete once. Like I get it. Like I understand it's important, but look at the world. Look at the way things are falling apart. We are like refusing to engage in things that are eternally significant. And we're trading them for these busy schedules of good things. Like it's not typically bad things, but like, we have so many Christian men that are just saying, like, I'm going to miss church on Sunday because my kids have basketball or wrestling or, I don't know, a thousand other things. And it's a part of the problem. Not just because they're missing church, but because we've made ourselves so busy that this apathy for Christ and for eternal things is slipping away from us. We are distracted by our schedules. We are busy because of our schedules. We are comfortable with the chaos because it it's keeping us from meaningful real things, but that's also killing us at the same time. It's killing our community, not just our soul. And so the the thing that I think can rescue this all is for men to get connected in particular with other Christian men. Everybody knows the proverb 27 of iron sharpens iron. We hear that a lot, but we just don't get involved with that a lot. There's not too many times that we are in that kind of real-life communication and community with men, and we need to change that. So giving some practical steps to this idea, some thoughts here that I think can maybe help us. As hopefully you maybe feel that intensity or passion with me that I just think community is critical to life, and I think it's critical to helping to steer the direction of our homes and our communities and our country back in the direction that it should go. It's when men actually get engaged in meaningful things and it starts with us to, to have that dialogue internally between Christ and ourselves, but also then with Christ working in us to help serve other men who will then go and do the same, who will go do the same. And I desire that for me created this ministry so that we could have a platform like this where men who are serious about wanting to become the men God meant for us to be, like this is a serious place for men to do that and to act that out, right? So a couple things. Number one, if you are looking ahead to the future and you're just like, you know, I don't even know how to 
plan out my future or think about my dreams or goals, but I know I want to be more than I am today, okay? If you don't know where to start, I always encourage everybody to, number one, set a timer for two or three minutes and then just simply write down your ideas. Start with a brainstorm. Just put at the top of the page hopes and dreams, goals, anything like that. And think about in terms of where would you like to be individually, as a family, financially, spiritually, all of those things. What are the goals for life? Who do you want to be? How do you want it to look? Simply turn that timer on, two or three minutes, and then just start writing everything you possibly can. The next step then is simply to take that information and circle the top three to five, right? It has to be a smaller number. You can't just say like, all of these things are important. Well, they are, but some are more important and more pressing. And so again, take the brainstorm, narrow it down three to five. After that, what I want you to do is now you're left with just three to five. Now your brain can focus a little bit easier. You kind of have a clear sense of what matters most and who this ideal person is, what this ideal future, this preferred future looks like for you. Again, it won't be perfect in a one sit down, but it's going to get you in the right direction. You're going to have a lot more clarity after a simple start like this. Now you've got three to five ideas to start building off of and praying through and thinking through. Now what you want to think about is what can I do to increase the odds of becoming a man like this or achieving these types of things? What are the things that I can do more of? And in a lot of times what I say is there's two ways to think of it. Number one, what can I say yes to that will help increase the odds? And what do I need to say no to that will help increase the odds? Those two things, simple questions, simple way to process. You've gone from big, like no idea to better ideas. Now you've got three to five of those. And now you're just saying, okay, how do I make this even better? How do I increase the probabilities of actually becoming this or achieving this? Well, I know I've got to say yes to certain things and I've got to say no to certain things. The next step then is simply to look at that and say, okay, well, what are the likely obstacles, the things that will trip me up or get in the way of achieving these things, of becoming this kind of man? And so by simply, again, brainstorming and thinking through it and going, okay, you know, I, I might have problems with finances here. I might have trouble at home with my marriage and, you know, reaching this kind of goal or whatever the thing is. You're going to think through what are the things that could trip you up. And just being prepared and having some forethought will help you so that when you get to that point where there is struggle, you're not surprised by it, number one, but you're also a little bit more prepared for it. You're like, oh, okay, I saw this one coming right? Like there's nothing like a sucker punch if you're in a fight or you don't know that you're in a fight and all of a sudden somebody comes up and drills you. Like you're not prepared. But when you're like expecting the fight, when you're expecting trouble and then it shows up, you're a little bit more prepared to take that on and to win and work your way through that. That's the point. So in that simple progression there is, I think, super helpful because it'll help you to really get clarity about where are you going with your life? What are the things that really matter most to you? When it's all said and done, and you are looking backwards and saying, either I'm so glad I did the things that I did, or I wish so bad I would have, that's what you're going to be left with. One of those two statements, I wish I would have done more, is heavy, heavy. 
So as Christian men, we are just, we're putting a pause on it to say, no matter how old you are right now at the, you know, as you're listening to this, how do you want the rest of your time to go? What matters most? What can you do to increase the odds of getting there? What are the things that are most likely to get in the way? And just giving some prayer and forethought to that is going to give you a ton of clarity. Now that all leads us, that might've seemed like a distraction from the whole intro, but it's not. What I think is so critical for you now is to understand the connection of community to achieving those goals. So I think the tendency for us as men is to be solvers and fixers. That's not true for everybody. I know it's general, but in general, that's true. We hear problems and we're like, okay, well, just do this, this, and this, and you'll be solved. Like that's, that's the answer. That's what you're looking for, right? And we know that gets us in trouble with women because they don't necessarily always want you to solve everything. But as a man, and I'm talking to Christian men in particular in this audience, we have a tendency of saying, okay, here's the objective. Here's how I increase the odds. Here's how I you know, protect from trouble. A, B, and C equals D. Here we go, and I'm on my own. I don't need other people then to do this. That's the tendency that I want you to watch for. Because when that happens, then you're tempted to think, as long as I have a good game plan and I'm a Christian and the Lord is with me, that's all that I need. And I think that you're wrong. I think that you can go far on your own with God. Of course, I'm not saying that God can't do anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is about you, not your, not God's limitations, but yours and mine that we are able to become more of the man and reach more of the potential that we have in Christ in community than we do on our own. That's what I'm saying. The tendency is to try to think that we can do it all on our own, and and I think that's where we're wrong. So there's three truths I want to give you here really quickly that I hope to convince you maybe of to inspire you to join something to join a group of Christian men who are on a journey that you can join in that too. And so these three truths are about why community is so key to a Christian man's life. And I think they're powerful if you'll really consider them carefully. So I'll I'll run through them quickly and just ask you to consider maybe, maybe that this is true, right? Again, you may or you may or, you know, you may disagree with me and that's okay. But here are three things that I think are are totally true about community. The first one is that community is the single best way for Christian men to navigate change. So think about just all of the different levels of change that you go through in your life. There is college years. There is getting married. Obviously, the first time, hopefully the only time, but we know that's not true for everybody. But marriage is tricky. The college years, there's a ton of change going on in your life during that stretch. Transition to marriage, which can be tough. Then you have kids. There's some new change. As you get older, now you've got to navigate career and career changes, many changes along the way for most people. Then you run into health issues, yourself or loved ones. Then all of a sudden you run into the change of people that pass away unexpectedly or even expectedly as your parents age and you have to start taking care of them and you're seeing them grow older and now all of a sudden the roles are being reversed and you're dealing with having to kind of parent your parents and take care of them. That is change. 
Uh, some of you are going to go through or have gone through divorce, and it's tragic and tough, but it's major disruption. It's major change. Some of you are dealing with or will deal with remarriage and, you know, combining families. And, you know, there's a story of a, a local family here where a mom and dad are divorced and dad's new wife really wants to connect with the kids and the kids want nothing to do with them. That's, that's some serious, tough stuff. That's some change you know, that you have to deal with. And so in thinking through that, there's just a ton of complexity in life. And community, I think, is the the absolute most important thing you need to have when it comes to navigating through all of those changing pieces. So for us in Get in the Fight Ministry, we are saying men 18 and older. And the reason it's 18 is because navigating through college in those early years I mean, can you imagine, listen to this, if you are a man who's already passed the college stage, don't you think it would be just totally amazing if you would have had a community of men who are older than you, wiser than you, that could just navigate college with you? Wouldn't that be amazing? If you're listening to this and you have a son who's maybe going to go to college soon or is in college now, wouldn't you just give anything for your Christian young man to be surrounded by godly Christian men who could help navigate and walk through and you know be with them in those crazy seasons of life. All along the way, the need for community and dealing with change is huge. So right now, I have a sister-in-law who's moving from our hometown and moving four hours away, and they just don't have a, a big community uh, of friends and family to deal with all of the change they're dealing with. And so they are like tearing down their house, you know, in terms of, you know, packing everything away and moving it away. And it's just this huge ordeal, but they don't have this huge community of people to rely on to come and just make it this easier, you know, better transition of change. And I watch that and it makes me sad for them, but it makes me think of this for you. This is kind of just a, an encouragement to you that community is the way to go. It's a critical piece of life when you're navigating change. The next thing I would say is number two, community is the single best way to create new habits. So the habits of your life, the disciplines of your life have led you exactly to where you're at today. It wasn't somebody else's fault. It wasn't chance. You know, it wasn't good luck. It was habits. And those things that you consistently do have led you to where you're at and they will lead you to some place in the future. You know, we are all going to end up somewhere down the road. And there's a pretty good way of uh, predicting that future with some certainty. In fact, like it's a lot easier for people outside of us to see it because we get so blinded by it and we can fool ourselves so easily. But I mean, how many times have you looked at somebody else's life and you can see exactly where it's headed? That That's true for most of us. People can look at us and say, okay, well, based on your habits and disciplines, I know exactly how this is going to turn out. I can see exactly where you're going to go from here. And so if you want to create new habits in your life, it is way easier, way easier when you're doing it in a community of people who are on the same mission as you. So for example, just think about like a CrossFit community. I have several friends that do CrossFit and it's almost like, you know, from the outside view, you'd say it's almost like a cult. And I don't mean that like in a, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I don't mean it quite like that. 
other than to say cults are built around this like deeply held beliefs that this small group of people really hold strongly to. And in that way, <laughs> CrossFit is like that. They deeply believe in the culture and community aspect and the way of doing exercise and fitness and health and all those things like they deeply believe in it and when you get deeply connected to it trust me you're going to know about crossfit because they are they are they've drank the kool-aid they're in it and so when you want to create change in your life and create new habits in your life one of the very best maybe the single best way to create that is to get involved in a group of people who also want to create those habits with you and so again, when you look at our ministry called Get in the Fight, this is a group of men who are serious about wanting to become the kind of man that God made them to be. And so we find like-minded men who feel that way and say, you know what, no more being passive, no more being lazy, no more you know, looking at porn and giving away my heart to these evil, nasty things. Like no more of all of this stuff. I want to be on mission and make my life count. And I want to do that with men who are serious about doing that. And we rally together and we just have this group of imperfect Christian men who are fighting together for creating new habits in Christ. And so again, on your own, you can go far, but you have the potential of going in a completely better version a much stronger version when you have a community of people because it becomes this identity of saying, I'm with them and they're with me. And it's like our identity, again, thinking of CrossFit, is we are CrossFit people. You know, over here we say we are serious men about faith and about Christ. And this is my community. This is my tribe. These are my people. And when you find that there is a powerful component to it this social component of change is so huge and you really start to become this new person and so again the single best way to create new habits is to get involved in a community of people who are living out those same things that you're trying to embrace last thing community is the single best way to create lasting transformation there's a book um, by angela duckworth called grit I bet a lot of you have read it or heard of it. It's highly recommended. In that book, she has this great quote, and along with many others, but she says, enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. And I love that. Enthusiasm is super common. There's many of us who have um, made significant change in short time frames and have felt really good about the, the new me and then find ourselves slowly but surely fading out and just going back to the old me. Maybe you can relate with that. You know, it's like this yo-yo lifestyle where we're in and we're out, we're in and we're out, we're making change and then we're reverting back. If you want to make lasting change, and we all do, if you want to achieve that in your life where you say, no more to the old me, I am all in for Christ. I am, you know, committed and I am winning and I am here to serve and all these things, right? When you're becoming that kind of person and that becomes your identity and you don't look backwards. If you want change like that, the very best way, the single best way to achieve lasting transformation is in a community. That same place where, again, social momentum takes place because you go, okay, look, I'm not alone. I am with people who are fighting 
and winning and, you know, changing all the time and surrounding yourself in an, in an environment like that with people who are living on the same mission, that is, that is the secret formula. And so I hope that what you heard me say today is clear that you need to know who you want to become and what you want to achieve. You've got to get clear about that and make sure that it's stuff that's genuine to you. If it's just hopes and dreams, it's like, I just want to have a million dollars, but that doesn't really move your heart. If it's not really meaningful to you, if it doesn't have eternal significance for you, then it probably isn't a strong enough motivator for you. But when you figure out what is it that God has designed for me to do, what is my purpose and meaning, and what is the stuff that's really pushing me and propelling me to greatness in Christ, all of a sudden you're going to say, okay, that's worth living for. That's worth dying for. And where can I go to find men who are doing that very thing? I, of course, would love for you to look at get in the fight, but I don't care if it's not this. Get in the fight is just one small component of this worldwide movement that's happening where Christian men are coming alive. And I'm telling you, it is happening all over the place. We are just one of many. So whether it's a CrossFit connection, maybe there's a Christian group of CrossFitters that are out there for you that can help feed your body and your mind and your soul, and that's your thing, get into it. There, there might be a community of men who are gun enthusiasts and you want to gather with them or create a group like that and get Christian men who are gun enthusiasts and start building community together in Bible study or whatever it is. Do that. Find that. Find men who are on mission, in particular the mission that you want to be on, and commit to that group. Get to know the men in that group. Take chances to build connections with men in that group. But find it because it's there. It exists somewhere. There are so many opportunities for you if you will look for them. But I'm telling you, if you want to navigate change, if you want, and you're serious about creating new habits, and if you want lasting change, then you have to get into a community of people, a community of Christian men who are fighting to live that same way too. And if you will, I think with God's help, you'll be able to get there and go much further than you could have on your own. So find that community. Maybe for you, it's Get In The Fight. We would love to have you check that out. GetInTheFight.club. You can learn more there and see what it's about. Maybe it's you know a revitalized Promise Keepers who's doing great things. You know Whatever it is, there's so many groups that are out there. But find your tribe, get involved in a community, and start fighting and winning today. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website, at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.